Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. It is a civil war, a rebellion, that we are living in a part of the universe occupied by the rebel. But God is ultimately for us. And don't worry about the rest. He's got the rest sorted out. Ladies and gentlemen, mm. Merry Christmas. It yeah. is the 18th. One week from today, we'll be yes. celebrating the Advent. The actual day. The Christmas actual day. day. Christmas Day yeah. is December 25th. And I hope, folks, I hope you're enjoying concurrently as we're airing these episodes in which we're we're talking about spiritual formation strategies with Dr. Amy Yoder. We're also counting down Our 12 days. the 12 days of Christmas. 12 churches mm-hmm. of Christmas. And yeah. Love doing that. Yeah. And that's, this is our third year of doing it. Yeah. So I hope you folks are enjoying it. But today... So- we are getting into the final conversation pertaining to Amy Yoder's work with regards to the effectiveness or ineffectiveness yeah. of spiritual opportunities, for, we'd call opportunities it. Opportunities mm-hmm. for spiritual formation strategies on the campus of Northwest Christian School. And these last several episodes have been very valuable to me as we've reflected Same. on what's working, mm-hmm. what's not working, what needs to be refined, and what needs, frankly, to be celebrated. And Amy, I just want to commend you. I want to commend you not just for the research that you're doing, but I want to go back to your heart and, and mm. you know, your. We go back to the very first episode that we we recorded with regards to your testimony, where you came from, and why you're doing what you're doing. And not Mm -hmm. just teaching on this campus, investing in the lives of kids, which you do so brilliantly, but the (laughs) fact that you would invest so much time in researching this really speaks to the quality of care that you have for kids. So thank you. Oh, thank you. So the research has shown that we have uh, three very strong areas that we'll look at in a moment. Mm -hmm. The research has shown that we have three weaker areas. And then we're going to end today's episode by counting down what what we call the clusters of spiritual formation engagement. We'll look at that in just a minute. But I want to start. We've reflected at length on our three weakest disciplines, which were evangelism and participation in missions. Number two, recognizing the authority of Scripture and with resulting obedience to biblical teaching. And number three, church, community, fellowship, and personal accountability. Those were the areas where mm-hmm. we experienced the least amount of success. Now, it's all relative, mm-hmm. right? Because we're talking extremely high numbers. We like So, for example, evangelism and personal participation in missions, which is number eight. Mm-hmm. on our list of clusters, mm-hmm. uh, only 79.5% of students saw it. There was only growth in four out of five instances. Yeah. But four out of five is still pretty significant. Well, in, in, in between 2016 and, and now, we did have a pandemic. Mm-hmm. There's a whole there. bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it, it's I'm, I'm – I'm encouraged, but I'm still we'll still press on the gas, obviously, and, and see what the how we can um, improve that, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So our, again, our three lowest areas uh, were avan- and well, let's before we get there, let's define what the clusters were. So what what I wanted to do 
was I wanted to look at all of the body of data and I wanted to, to somehow put it in a form that I could digest it. And so what I did was I took the questions and I essentially divided them up, divided them up into what I perceived to be eight different buckets. And each bucket was a different spiritual formation strategy. And so, for example, as you look at the survey, and folks, you can actually pull the survey and the results up in our show notes. When I say that evangelism and participation in missions was a, was a kind of a low water mark, a low tide area for Northwest Christian, I was looking at questions 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, uh, all the way up to 50, and then question number 56. So it wasn't every question. It was a series of maybe a dozen questions yep. that gave some insight into that specific strategy. And so these are question clusters. And then I looked at, okay, in those clusters of questions, where did we do well? Where did we not do well? Amy, what are your thoughts as you look at the eight different buckets, the eight different areas of spiritual formation strategy? Do you agree with those? I kind of superimpose yeah. those over mm-hmm. those questions. Yeah, I agree because, I mean, basically you just took the questions and aligned them to a specific spiritual discipline. Um, so obviously out of all those disciplines, like those questions do tailor to that specific spiritual discipline. And so that's how we're going to look at the data. Yeah, so. well, you're and you're going to, as you do the research that you're doing, you're going to look at these questions in, in so much in so much greater depth. Correct. So, yes, my next study is going to be looking at how do spiritual practices, how do kids getting involved with the spiritual disciplines at our school, how do those impact their spiritual development overall? And so we're going to be going through all of these things more in depth. So I will be doing student interviews. I'm going to create another student survey. And then I'm also going to be interviewing some teachers. So Love it. Love mm-hmm. it. Can't wait. And again, we're just the beneficiaries of all this work. And and at the end of the day, our students are the beneficiaries. Mm-hmm. So I'm just eternally grateful. And I think our, our parents and families are, too. So we're going to count them down. Uh, our, you know, the areas of opportunity, as G would call them, yeah. uh, that we've already reflected on are, let's see, those areas are, you know, the area of greatest weakness is evangelism and participation in missions. Uh, the one right above that, recognizing the authority of Scripture and resulting obedience to biblical teaching. And then right above that, church, community, fellowship, and personal accountability. Mm-hmm. Right? So, gee, what are your your thoughts on those, those three? Do you agree, disagree? Well, I, I think we've hit evangelism a lot in the last several weeks. When we get that, we want to see that. I think uh, the, the, the red flag for me and uh, why I'm so glad we are um, as you've said, doubling down on biblical worldview is recognizing the authority of Scripture mm-hmm. and with resulting obedience to biblical teaching. And again, we've talked about, um, you, you've said it so mm-hmm. many times, there's so many voices that our kids are hearing, mm-hmm. and uh, they're all loud. Um, we used to be the loudest. I don't know who the loudest voice in a kid's life is. I, I really don't. Is it? Is it a teacher? Is it a coach? Is it a parent? Is it social media? What? Mm-hmm. What is it? Are they evil? Are they even? So um, I, I think point. just to just to say um, that, that the God's word matters and, and how we can um, really get that into the, the minds, the minds of our students mm-hmm. and, and the hearts of our students. 
All right. And so as we get, as we count these down, let's see, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, really, that I want to celebrate here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the seventh one, Yay. and this is, this is frankly pretty impressive, sacrificial financial giving. And I think this goes back to this notion of our students understanding the potency of missions and, and missions learning, mm-hmm. right? There may be, as we talked about in a previous episode, there may, may be some reasons that students are increasingly uncomfortable with crossing international borders to get the work of missions done. But we recognize that missions doesn't require a border. You can right. go do missions in your mm-hmm. backyard. You can you can go down the street and participate in missions learning. And that's what we're seeing our students do. And in commensurate with that is this idea of, of generosity, of sacrifice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we have the J.B. Sutton Project, and this past year, I mean, just this year alone, the students raised $30,000. Yeah. And that Fantastic. was sacrificial giving. The kids understand, you know, if I give up my Starbucks, I can get a family a turkey, at least the high school. I know the elementary, they donate food items. But for the high school, we just ask, hey, can you sponsor a turkey for one family Middle in our community? Well. Middle school, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, in number, here we go down to number six, and this one excites me because if you can, if you can get this one, mm-hmm. I think the rest are going to start to fall into place, and that yeah. is this idea of teachability, discipleship, and seeking wise counsel. In other words, the the there's a very strong indication in the data that our students are teachable that they crave discipleship, and they're mm-hmm. seeking wise counsel. So there there may be some areas where they're not there yet, mm-hmm. right. but they're on their way when they stay teachable and seek out wise counsel. Absolutely. So that's pretty encouraging. Number five, uh, participation in personal and corporate prayer time. And I think we reflected on the fact that, that on the corporate level, the numbers were a little bit lower but on the personal level, your data showed, Amy, that the the students really are participating in prayer time. Mm-hmm. And can you reflect on that? Why, for you, why was that an important spiritual formation strategy to, to highlight? Um, because prayers are communication with God. And so I just feel like, you know, when looking at spiritual growth, are kids talking to God about their struggles, their, you know, concerns, their fears, their doubts? Because... I mean, it's important to have that open communication because it's prayer that allows God to speak to us. And so just looking at if they're looking, if they're able to pray personally, if they're able to engage in prayer corporately, like that's a time where God is going to be able to speak to them. And so obviously when God speaks to you, that that's change life changing, in my opinion. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Number four, also just awesome mm-hmm. and and perhaps the most important one not yeah. perhaps well, the, most, the important most important one, one. Yeah. on the list mm-hmm. and that's a personal relationship with Christ and 9 out of 10 times when this was measured on in the survey we saw strong growth that's, and that's mm-hmm. encouraging to me well Absolutely. yeah that's a that's a mic drop i mean that's the, that's yep. the one if you do mm-hmm. one question out of the 60 that that's the one yeah mm-hmm. get that right and yeah, and 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 to be fair, I mean, just because we are a Christian school doesn't mean that every student is a Christian. And so, yeah. to see that the students who are on our campus are identifying themselves 
as having a personal relationship with Christ, I feel like that is a huge win. Well, most of them. I mean, that's a thing. Yeah. We, we want that 100%. That's, that's well, in, one of the few. And it's 90%. My, yeah, 90%. Yeah, not, uh, yeah. In my view, anecdotally, and correct me if you disagree, but I would anecdotally, as I have relationships around campus, as I engage with students, I'm going to think this is a fairly accurate representation. I would say that yeah. 9 out of 10 students on our campus are avid Christ followers and that there yeah. may be uh, as many as 10 percent that mm-hmm. don't know yet yeah. what it means to follow Christ fully. Well, that, that just dovetails with our evangelism talk. And I, mm-hmm. I think um, for those those 10 percent, I don't know their names and you I might know some of them, mm-hmm. but the kids know their names. And yeah. so for for a kid here at Northwest Christian School to be able to to not share their knowledge um, <laughs> that they've learned in Bible class. They all learn the same mm-hmm. thing. They all got the same grade probably. But to share their story, to share what, what Christ has meant to them, mm-hmm. What th- this is a mission field here at, at the school. Amen. All right, so number three. And again, we're counting down the, the top spiritual formation strategies, the, the clusters, if you will, from uh, Dr. Amy Yoder's research on effective spiritual formation strategies looking at the students of Northwest Christian High School. This one, again, I am just so blessed when we see that we did so well in terms of times for personal Bible study and biblical literacy. Mm-hmm. Because these numbers in culture right now are in free fall. Mm-hmm. Biblical literacy, even within the church, if you look at the latest Barna studies and what's coming out of the Cultural Research Center over at Arizona Christian University, it shows that even in the church and even in the pastorate, biblical literacy is in free fall. And I love the fact that we can point to to questions and we can point to numbers that say, you know what, this yeah. is an area where we're turning it up. We're, yeah. we're getting it right. At yeah. Northwest and Christian. I feel like that has to do with our biblical integration essential questions. I feel like yeah. that has to do with the emphasis that as a school, our leadership is really um, focused on that. And every PD we have, the teachers are learning about biblical integration, biblical worldview, and how do we put that into our classroom? So I, I don't want to say that that's happened naturally. I think that's just been an intentional focus of our school because of our leadership. Okay. Well, and we've invested in, in Colson, you know, the Colson Center for Christian Worldview. Yeah. We've invested Dr. in Summit Ministries. Summit Ministries, yeah. yeah. And, and I, so I, I think a, a big thing is I, I could say a lot of names right now, like Brandon Southall, Nicole Hunter, uh, Milana Heater, but it's not just the Bible teachers. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, that, that, that number is due to Amy Yoder, Stacy Gibson, Ellen Millard, um, that that we all have to carry the lion's share mm-hmm. on on that one. That's not that can't just be on the Bible department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, number two, and this is this is no surprise to me because I think, gee, this is reflective of of your efforts in terms of kids' kingdom and, and missions. Mm-hmm. But I think too, there's there's a whole host of champions on our campus that get this and they model it and that's service to others yeah that our students are prepared to get out there and get it done when it comes to engaging other individuals and serving their needs well our 
you know, our, our numbers for our Mexico trips are off the charts still. And uh, and not just that. Like, we have a serve the city trip in our junior high right now. We started that three years ago. We spend three days here in town, and we go to St. Mary's, St. Vincent of Paul, St. Feet My Starving Children, and Deep Within Rehab. And mm-hmm. and, and, and I have uh, 18 people on a waiting list for that trip alone. That's encouraging. Um, <laughs> you, you can Discouraging that we can't get them all in, but e- encouraging exactly. that there's a wait mm-hmm. list. Exactly. That's awesome. And you, you dovetail that in with, you, you talked about the Sutton Project, Amy, and and it's such a big part of our school. So you got a kid who's in second grade bringing mm-hmm. in cans of corn, and all of a sudden he's a ninth grader, and he's going down to J.B. Sutton School mm-hmm. and seeing where that corn's going. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a, a beautiful picture of, of what what we talk about, what you hear me talk about from Father Gray is mm-hmm. kinship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, again, we talk about serving others. That's awesome. But we want to understand mm-hmm. what people go through. Uh, we're not the Savior. Um, we're pointing people to a Savior. So that well, and we dedicate two whole days, one every semester, where the purpose of the school day is to serve. And it's not yeah. just students. It's they're serving alongside their teachers. And it's all types of ministries, from knitting to um, landscaping to yeah. cleaning to horses. You know what I mean? We're, the kids are seeing all different types of they are of service and i i i we have a, a chapel every week where we have high school students leading the praise band that's a form of service we Absolutely. have we have about 80 juniors and seniors that lead community groups yep. and and again i don't know like so look at community groups i don't know if community groups is moving the needle super high in spiritual formation in our students but i know it is in our leaders mm-hmm. they're learning some incredible values of service and pouring into fresh when you get juniors spending a time of, of, of prayer, a time of encouragement every week with a bunch of freshmen. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really is fun. So we see that not only serving our school, but seeing, like you said, our serve days, our, our mission trips, our, um, just we, we have kids that just go to Feed My Starving Children with their families mm-hmm. and with their friends. And that, that's, the, that's really, really fun. And we've got one more that we'll look at in just a minute. But before we do, I, I don't mean to belabor this one, but it, but I'm so encouraged. I, You know, Amy, I go back to your original dissertation, and I think one of the things that surprised me, and I don't remember, I think it did surprise you as well, was that service and engagement really did figure as prominently into successful spiritual formation as it mm-hmm. did. That, that surprised me. Did that surprise you from from your original doctoral work? Yeah. I mean, I didn't think that, you know, going out and serving would have an impact on long-term spiritual formation, but it does. Um, In essence, like, actually being the hands and feet of Jesus is more valuable to this generation than actually just learning about Jesus. Mm. And I feel like it's that authentic, relevant side where they actually see— Jesus come to life rather than just seeing Jesus in terms of reading scripture, you know? Well, I think they have, you know, you look at the rise of social justice Mm -hmm. in the last couple of, well, the last few decades, actually, but in the last last few years, especially, that figures so prominently into their priorities. And so when Mm -hmm. they see Jesus in the good news of the gospel having an impact in culture and they're they're able to sit in the front row and watch that mm-hmm. happen, I think that, of course, is going to have a, yeah. uh, an impact on their lives. So yeah. praise God. But here we are, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is interesting to me because I'm encouraged uh, by this, mm-hmm. and I didn't think I would be. 
Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Our, <laughs> our strongest spiritual formation outcome was participation in personal and corporate time of worship. Wow. And, mm-hmm. and I think where I'm encouraged, G, is that you and I have spent a lot of time uh, really harping on the fact that Christian schools are great. Mm-hmm. And they're wonderful. They are. But God ordained the church, the, the local church, to be the, 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 the forum in which our students would grow preeminently. Mm-hmm. And so to have this recognized as an area of strength for the school, uh, that does encourage me. Mm-hmm. But, Amy, it also speaks more than just that, that time of community on a weekly basis in church. It speaks really to, to the worship, students engaging in the act of mm-hmm. worship. Yeah. Break that down for us. What, is, what did that question cluster or those questions speak to you? Well, I mean, ac- like theoretically speaking, a school is a place for academic. People don't look at the school as a time of worship. And I feel that number is so high because our students experience God in the form of worship in the middle of the school they hear. And I think it's, it's undeniable. I mean, you can attend a chapel. You can go to a camp. But those times where we're singing, whether— it be a song that everybody knows or only a few people know, I feel like the Holy Spirit makes his presence known mm. um, to these kids. And the kids know that during worship, it's not a time to goof around. I feel like there is a sense of respect. Has it always been that way? I, I wouldn't, I don't think it has. But I know that now during chapels, we have a whole group of students who walk down to the floor of our gym to be closer to the worship band and and worship God. I find that um, so rewarding. Like, for me, I just, I love it. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, well, I I agree. I think, well, if I get nuanced, I I don't like the word worship with music. Mm -hmm. Um, I think worship is a lifestyle. I think there's a worship service. But I think in the the idea of music and worship music, Mm -hmm. per se, um, as you're listening to this, uh, on Thursday, the first day of, of break, there'll probably be about 100 to 150 kids in our gym mm-hmm. worshiping. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had three nights this year already um, where we've had well over 100 students. This is after school on a Thursday night. Organized by students. Organized by students. Yeah. And, and as a matter of fact, our last one, um, we almost had to call it because of rain, and I was talking to Ethan Wolf before it started. I'm like, man, I wonder, you know, Ethan's like, I wonder if people are going to come. It's raining, and we're outside. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Ethan, you know, if there's one person here, it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. But there was, there was over 100 kids there. Um, so yeah, Dr. Yoder, this one is, is a big one and, 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 you know, yeah, we have our, we have our issues, but man, it's, it's amazing to see those kids go up front and mm-hmm. to sing. And, and I just, one of the coolest things we have is that worship band led, led by, led by our, students. our students, you know, doc, um, Melissa McGuire does a great job, um, kind of directing them and, and giving them guidance and, and I get to help with that as well. But we had our, our, our worship band got to go to the ACSI flourishing schools conference a couple weeks ago and lead worship for, uh, for a bunch of educators all over the country, which is pretty special. So um, this one is something to definitely be celebrated. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you said it well, G. At the end of the day, there are some opportunities for improvement. Yeah. It, you know, these last several weeks as we've really descended into this mm-hmm. data, we've seen that. There's some opportunities where we can reflect and improve. There's some other areas that we can celebrate and, mm-hmm. and really commend our students and our staff for the really good work that they're doing. 
Uh, but as we close up this this particular episode and these series of episodes, I, I want to reiterate my gratitude to Dr. Amy Yoder. Yeah, me too. Amy, thank you for working so hard in the in a classroom that it involves so much writing. Oh, yeah, you teach her yeah. too. So much, you? Yeah, yeah. So much reading and yes. grading, hours mm-hmm. and hours upon hours. But yet, in spite of all that, you also have a heart to see your students grow and mm-hmm. learn and and just become more intimate with with Christ and more familiar with his word. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. And folks, you have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Culture Conversations. Merry Christmas. Northwest Christian School has made biblical worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit. Regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool, Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.